This episode of Gosh Darn Fiasco is brought to you by the Movie Quiz at the Hollywood Theater in Portland, Oregon. The Movie Quiz at the Hollywood Theater is a monthly evening of trivia for every kind of film fan. Your movie knowledge will be put to the test with questions about movies old, new, good, bad, and everything in between. There's fun to be had and prizes to be won, so come and flex your cinema-loving muscle at the Movie Quiz. The next movie quiz is July 25th at 9.30 p.m. That's right after our live Gosh Darn Fiasco recording, so if you're in town, we definitely recommend making an evening of it. So go to facebook.com slash tmqpdx or check out tmqpdx on Twitter for more information. It is genuinely my favorite trivia I've ever been to. It has all kinds of multimedia elements. A lot of work is put into it, and it really pays off. Plus, the prizes are fun and weird. Check it out. But now, on with the show. Welcome back to Gosh Darn Fiasco, folks. That's Angela Weber. And that's Richard Molina. (laughs) Uh, Richard just got engaged. I did. That's true. Wait, also Angela just got engaged. Yeah, we're disgusting. Just happened at the same time. It was weird. I'm so sorry. This is a very special episode of Gosh Darn Fiasco, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We were just on tour for a month with my band, The Double Clicks, and while we were in North Carolina, we got to sit down with the people who make the game Fiasco, Jason Morningstar and Steve Sagetti. And we asked them all sorts of questions about Fiasco, about their tips for good role-playing sessions, and some more information on their upcoming projects. One of those projects is Ghost Court, which is actually... We got to play. It's super awesome. We talk about that a little bit in this episode. We don't play it in the episode, but it was fun. And Jason and Steve, they make the coolest games, and it was really an honor to talk to them. I hope you enjoy this. Hi, we're at Atomic Empire, friendly local game store in, are we in Durham? Yes, you're in Durham. Okay, excellent. And we are here with Steve Sagetti and Jason Morningstar from Bully Pulpit Games, uh, the amazing wonderful company that Fiasco comes from. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thanks for coming to Durham. Uh, we're, listen, anytime. <laughs> um, I just have some questions about Fiasco because, and other things, it's my favorite game ever. It's like the best. I don't need to say that. You guys know that. Um, but you have a bunch of other games as well that I'd love to talk about. And my first question is, so when you're approaching a game, like for example, making Fiasco or the new games you make, do you have like a goal? Like, do you want to say, I there's this problem in RPGs and I want to fix it, or I want to see this new world? What kind of things go through your head? This is Jason, and it varies project to project. So uh, Fiasco, for example, was designed to solve a particular problem that I had. And that problem was that I didn't have any games to play when I was with my friends and only had two, two and a half hours. Right. Um, and so I needed a game that had zero preparation, that you could play rapidly, that told a satisfying story, and was done when you had to go do something else. Uh, so that's one one approach. And sometimes I just get a uh, sort of a, a bug in my ear about a particular topic, and I really want to explore that or talk about that and so that's a whole different uh, approach so it really depends on the on the project fiasco in particular just has tons of of people who who got invested and really enjoy it and help create uh what are some of the things that people have created that you enjoy the most uh well fiasco mobile is really cool uh that was created by tim rodriguez and it's uh taking playsets and making them available on your phone and a lot of, and not all the playsets are available there but uh you can pick up the app and you know, on the go, whenever you are in a car, you have the playsets that you need. And it's like a buck, right? Yeah, I think so. That's so that, awesome. that's a it's a cool resource that he just he was like, Hey guys, I have the ability. If you have the interest, can I make it? And we were like, Yeah. Yes, yeah. Tim, you can make it. Yeah. 
And, and James Gabrielson put together fiascoplaysets.com, which is yes. much better than we could have ever done. Right. Uh, put together every playset that's ever been made by anybody and uh, put them all in one place so you can easily find them. And that's very cool, too. It is really satisfying to see other people just run with it and just do the stuff that they want to do. That's awesome. Like make their own podcast shows. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> uh, and there's a bunch of stuff in the companion about like education and improv mm -hmm. that has come out of Fiasco also, which is so cool. It's just such a good tool for all kinds of storytelling. It's uh, Yeah, it's really been surprising and delightful to me to see it embraced like by the improv community. There was just a, at the hideout uh, in Austin, Texas, they just did a, an eight-week run of Fiasco-inspired uh, improv wow. with super high production values with a really big technical crew, really impressive. Uh, and uh, they did a great job of uh, both honoring the form, so it's improv, it's going to be a little different than tabletop role-playing, but also working within the structure of the game. Uh, it was really fun. I had, I had a chance to see it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Which was when I was down there. So it that's was... Sad. So tell us about the game Skeletons. Like, yes. what, where, why? <laughs> I guess. This is an example of a game that came from uh, an observation about tabletop role-playing and wanting to think about a particular problem, or not even really a problem. But when we play tabletop games, especially a game like Fiasco, everybody's on all the time. Right. Right? Okay, yeah. Uh, you're constantly engaged with the activity, and the idea of taking uh, time, sort of a meditative uh, gap in the activity, is completely not okay. Like, right. like you fill that silence, you fill that creative void, you're going and going and going. And obviously with Fiasco, like I designed it to do that. I want it to be that way. But I thought, uh, and I've observed in other areas of my life, that sometimes... Um, Taking um, that meditative silence, taking taking space to to sort of think about what you're doing can be really really powerful. And yeah. so, the skeletons is a game where uh, you're playing skeletons guarding a tomb, and you play over uh, thousands of years. And so, when uh, when it comes time for one of those uh, gaps in time, you literally just sit in the darkness in total silence mm -hmm. for you know a few minutes usually. Anywhere from a couple of seconds all the way to five minutes. Is that? Yeah, so. yeah, it's not a long time, but it feels like forever when you play. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it, it really subverts those expectations we have as tabletop role players in a really powerful way. And it's, it's, it's extraordinary. One of the, one of the things that made me realize it was a, an interesting and good idea was, uh, in the early play tests of the game, you could sit for up to 15 minutes. Wow. Which is, which is just insane. It's, <laughs> it's too much time, right? Yeah. But, but when we did, when I changed it and then I took it back to my play testers, one of them was like, why, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to, to, to sit for the longest amount of time. And, and, uh, that was something that deeply resonated with him and he was really excited about. It was like, taking that time to just yeah. be present in the moment uh, and think about whatever. Some people think about their character and what's going to happen in the story, and some people just check out. Yeah. And those are both valid choices. It's really interesting to, to see in play. That's so wild because I'm just used to filling that. You know, we in any tabletop game, you just start talking about a movie. Or, you know, you when there's a break, you branch out. And so I'm intimidated by those pauses. <laughs> and it can be intimidating. It really can. It's, and, if it, and if you're playing a regular game and someone checks out, you're like, hey, hey, what's wrong? Uh -huh. yeah. You know, yeah. What, what are we doing wrong? Where did we fail? Yeah. And, and with the way this is structured, you don't have to worry about that. It's nice. It's really nice. So, okay. So we have Skeletons, which came out... Earlier this year? Yeah, earlier this year. Uh, what else is Bully Pulpit up to? 
What are we up to, Steve? Right now we're working hard and heavy on a game called Ghost Court. Yes. Which we're really excited about. Uh, it's, uh, well, Jason can give the pitch, but uh, it's going to be our first game that's going to be in a box, and we're going to bring it out soon, probably later this year. Yeah, so Ghost Court's kind of like a party game. There's light role-playing elements to it, uh, but uh, it's something you could sit down with your friends and play. It's very silly. The name kind of is also the pitch. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of like if you mashed up the People's Court and Night Court, but it was all with ghosts and ghost-related legal problems, uh, you would have Ghost Court. <laughs> so there's a judge and a bailiff and a clerk that are... Uh, uh, sort of running a courtroom that's full of living people and ghosts that all have problems with each other that they have to sort out. And yeah. it's very silly. It's very fun. The commitment is low, and I think uh, the engagement is really high. Yeah. It's a really fun game to play with a group of people. It gives people a lot of chances to sit back and watch or to step in and really ham it up and have a good time. Yeah, I remember uh, one of the recent play tests. The, so there were about 20 people in the room, and some of them were ghosts or ghost supporters, and, and they started criticizing when the judge made a bad call. Oh. And, and instead of just being like, just grumbling, they started to go going, boo! Boo! That's amazing. Which was really awesome. Uh, one of my favorite things about this game already, which I've only looked at it, is that you came with a box of wigs and ghost costumes. Well, which yeah. seems required. It does seem, and a gavel. You definitely need a judge's wig and a gavel to, to give it the, 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 the full ghost court experience. I think the game will have some range. I think you'll be able to play it you know, with with a small group of people, and, and it'll play out one way, or you can play mm -hmm. it with a really large group, like 20, and it'll play out a different way. If you have the props, if you have, you know, special lighting, it's going to be so oh much better. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I totally want to play, and have not had a chance to play, like, a full-on yeah. costumes and props, theatrical wow. ghost court experience. That's going to happen. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Given the opportunity to play a session of any RPG, like if you have any amount of time, in one day, what game do you lean towards, other than the games you've made? Oh, wow, that's a hard question. Yeah. So are you asking, like, right, like, is this like a Fantasy Island question? Yeah. Like, I could play any game, yeah. and I've got unlimited time and cool people to play with? Yeah. Okay. That, that's because that's different from, like, if me and my knucklehead friends get together, <laughs> yeah. what, are we gonna, what are we most likely going to play? Sure. Yeah. I am curious about both of them, but I like the Fantasy Island more. Well, let's do knuckleheads first. Okay. What are we playing, Steve? Well, right now we're playing the Warren. Um, and we've come back to that a few times, uh, obviously. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, The Warren is by Marshall Miller. We published it and we love it. Um, but one of the ones that we come back to over and over again is Archipelago, uh, which is a game that you can sort of put any setting on top of it that you want, and it works really well. Nice. And it's available for free. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a simple set of rules that you can put your own spin on or your own setting. We, we use that all the time. Nice. Um, okay, so the game that I, I want to play, uh, a classic traveler Okay. with Mark Miller, the guy who wrote it. Okay, nice. And, uh, so Mark, if you're listening, let's make it happen. <laughs> That's, that would be my pick. What would you pick, Steve? Uh, wow, I don't know. Um, probably something... Something epic, something long-term, because a lot yeah. of games that we're playing are very short-term. We're trying something new. We're playtesting something. We're trying out somebody else's game, yeah. and it would be nice to just find that, find a new game that you can just really dig into. And we get some of that. We played a long stretch of the Night Witches, and we've played nice. uh, uh, other games like um, uh, Mark Truman's Cartel was one that we played recently, which was fun. Awesome. Yeah. But even then, it's like six sessions and yeah. we're, you know, we're moving on. So I, I, I kind of feel you. I kind yeah. of don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a similar note, do you have favorite play sets or, or settings that... Uh, for Fiasco. For Fiasco. That 
haven't been made yet. You want to make some time. Well, yeah. let's let's just call you out. It's yeah. time. Like yeah. you need to make a verbal commitment to finishing this. Just, yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Well, one that I've had in mind is uh, uh, a place that about working in a production kitchen, like a restaurant kitchen. Oh, nice. Uh, so or, you know, front of house and back of house. Uh, Maybe call it in the weeds is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And so it's the struggle between the, the cooks and the dishwashers versus the, you know, the layabout, uh, hosts up front <laughs> sure. and the crazy owner of the store who comes stumbling through and messing everything up, you know, that sort of situation. Yeah. That's great. Cause we've touched on, like, there are places that have those elements and you can always end up with a kitchen crew, but like right. to have one that's so focused would be so fun. Yeah. And you've been talking about it for years, dude. I know. I, know. I could see us playing that on GDF and it immediately turning into Ratatouille. Like immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Last question. Uh, what do you think makes a good gaming session? Great people, having a really solid crew of people who are all engaged and ready to run with whatever you come up with is the is the best ingredient. Trust and love. Oh. Nice. That's what I'm going to say because it, it, this is something I do at conventions. If I'm going to sit down and play with people who might be strangers to me, I always start the session and say, "Okay, here at table nine, we all trust and love each other." Aww. Right? Yeah. And just by articulating that, I think people it, it kind of they they internalize it a little bit. And, and it changes the tenor of play a lot. And of course, I do trust and love the people I play with every week. I trust and love my friend Steve Segetti a little bit. And, and, uh, it's more or less mutual. So, so when we play, that's, that's a given, right? Which means that we have fun no matter what we do, whatever game we're playing. Um, I think that it's easier to play games that are uh, more functional. Yeah. That are maybe that are that are thoughtfully designed, but even if you're playing a crappy game, if you're playing with people that you trust and that you love, it's gonna be fun. You're gonna have a good time. Well, on that note, those are all of our questions. Everybody, check out Bully Public Games. Get Ghost Court when it comes out. You guys. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be incredible. Hundred percent. Thanks. Thank you Thanks. so much. Yay. Thanks for tuning in to Gosh Darn Fiasco. Before we go, a few pieces of news. Yes. First of all, as you may have told told as you may have guessed we're back the show is returning to a first and third monday's release schedule for gdf episodes and the next episode which we recorded earlier today is all about a troubled broadway theater company and it comes out on august 1st the episode features our regular cast lucia fasano kyle mccormick kevin m arnold and the two of us and to more news we have some live shows coming up First, we're going to be at Kickstand in Portland on July 25th. The show is $5, it starts at 7pm, and our special guest will be Kelly Sue DeConnick, which is really awesome. Um, afterwards, you can head over to our sponsor, The Movie Quiz. Synergy. 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 It's good. Second, we will be at Gen Con in Indianapolis. Our show will be Saturday night at 8pm, and it's going to be amazing. You can get tickets now. And third, we are most likely going to be at Rose City Comic Con. I mean, yeah. It's going to be right? great. So yeah. stay tuned for details. So you can check out our Facebook page or go to the doubleclicks.com slash GDF for more information about all those things. Welcome back to GDF, friends. Yes. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so I read that word. <laughs> you put it on the teleprompter. <sighs> Thank you.